0: golf podcast presented by golficity where we bring you the tips instruction and support you need to get the most out of your golf game and now your hosts frank and mike hey guys welcome back to the golf podcast this is episode number 383 and we're gonna talk today in a moment about one of the most common issues uh across the board Uh, with golfers, especially, you know, amateur golfers, of course, amateur golfers like ourselves, but, uh, dealing with a sway in the golf swing. And if you're somebody like us and you're always looking for more consistency and and more power. Mm -hmm. And if you're swaying off the ball. It's robbing you of both. So we're going to talk a little bit about how that works. We're going to talk a little bit about about focusing on on rotation versus a sway. And it is something that both Mike and myself are actively working on. In fact, um, we... We've done a number of different things with different instructors and we even had a very high tech lesson recently where we got hooked up to the gears system which gives you a very you know dialed in view of, of your swing by using multiple camera systems it's a very cool system uh, and what it really did is it uncovered that both of us had a bit of a sway and yep. it's going to be a common important note, thing to, Yes, common. it's a common thing and I think important thing for people to understand is that there are variants there's different variations of this there's different degrees of it some people may sway dramatically and some people may only sway a bit and i think when you only have a little bit of it you know it's harder to diagnose you don't see it mm-hmm. so we had the opportunity to look at it on this gear system and we're going to have a, a video about this that's going to be coming out really soon so you can get that visual and see visually what we're talking about but in our case it, it's something that measured it very accurately and i remember for you mike you had a sway that was measured in 3.5 inches of sway how about that right so mm-hmm. It's something that can lead to inconsistency, but it's something that in, in its subtle form, something like that, it might be hard to see with the naked eye, but there, you don't need those super advanced systems to do it. There are other ways to kind of determine it, and the way we'll talk about it, you can kind of start to realize if you're swaying. But if you are, like I said, it's going to rob you a little bit of, of consistency and of power, so you want to get that back, and we're going to talk about how to shift the way that you, you swing the club a little bit away from – uh, what do you call it, a little bit away from that sway and a little bit more into the rotational. Into
1: the rotation, Right, yeah.
0: so we're going to dive into that. We're also going to talk about this week's Twitter Tap-In in a second. Um, before we do so, of course, we want to thank our sponsor, Titleist. Guys, if you've been on a launch monitor, you know your numbers, you know your ball speed number, your carry distances, your spin rates. Well, the good news is the newly improved Titleist AVX can help you improve all of those numbers. It's been redesigned with a new larger core, a thinner cover. It gives you more speed and increased greenside spin and control it's really advanced technology to help advance your game and if you haven't given the avx a look now may be the time to and do just time. that it is like i said a premium performing golf ball and i love the soft feel that you get out of the avx so learn more by about the avx by going to Titleist.com. all the information is there but i think no matter what it's all about trying it for yourself pick up a sleeve give it a try i know you're going to like it um all right so this week's Twitter tapping and guys, if, if you're not already following us on Twitter, make sure you do so at golf. Fizzy so you can be part of these Twitter tap each, each week. We do have quite a bit of fun with these without a doubt. Uh, and this week we asked, do you use a specific method for green reason- reading? And if so, let us know your process. And, um, Mike, I think this is another one of those things that's so interesting about golf is that there's not necessarily one right way to do things. Correct. I love that. There's multiple mm-hmm. ways. And we've yeah. had, like I said, we've had the opportunity to work with lots of different instructors and different people show us different things. I think some of the best instructors don't try to force you into a method, like that's just their method. Uh, some of the better ones just see what you're doing now and try to help improve you on that process. Because if it's a process that you're comfortable with, I think you're going to do it more.
1: Definitely. You Definitely. Know? It's going to be just be a part of your process. Exactly. You know? But uh, one,
0: I mean, that made a big change for us, and we like to give our, a little bit of our own insight before we dive into some of your answers, was the three piece read, which right. we did. Or you recently did an entire podcast on. Uh, but this is one we learned from Tom Reynolds at the Ledbetter Academy in Crystal Springs. Um, and it was it, it's something that I encourage You won't go through the whole thing now You go back and check out that that podcast episode uh, But I like the idea of It's very structured, systematic It's three parts Basically he gives you a read from behind the ball Then we do what's called like a living read Where you walk the line, look at the cup from the other side And look if there's any other nuances you missed And then coming back to behind the ball And then just kind of locking in and finalizing that read Yeah, it's brilliant And we've both been using it to, to a, you know, varying degrees of success But we're getting there
1: no, we definitely are. And that was my my post here. Loving the three-piece read from the Leadbetter. And, and even KC Loves Golf said, a kind of what Mike did at the Leadbetter Academy with the pro on your video. It works great. Thanks for the video and tip. So yeah, I mean, I'm glad it worked for you, Casey, And guys, give it a shot. If you haven't, like Frank said, go back and check that out because it has helped. I mean, we've got it down to a science where we're actually getting faster at it too. Yeah. So we're not like wasting time. But uh, it's been a good one.
0: Yeah. And, and, and there's just, like I said, there's so many methods. You got to find one that you're comfortable with. Uh, one that I've heard so much about, and this is something that I think we need to dive into deeper with an instructor, maybe even get somebody on the podcast about it. But Philly Philly says, aim point. He goes, it's something that you need to be trained how to use um, and uh, feel by a professional. Adam Scott uses it. Um, let's see. He talks about the use your your feet in specific pots to, uh, spots to feel the putt uh, and the numbers how many fingers you use so if you guys have seen this on PG tour I know Adam Scott the other one is um I, I Justin Rose and you'll see him go like this yep. and, you know like mm-hmm. 1 2 and then how many fingers um and he, he, and as he says in his his tweet here he says it's pretty much 100% accurate but it takes training um so I think that's something that you definitely need to learn. And and I believe even uh, Kevin Sprecher, who we've worked with extensively, is trained on it. Yep. So maybe at some point, we're going to have to get together and, and really dial in and learn that system. But it, I know it's it's a, it's seemingly complex at first, but I think if you get the right instructor, they can get to distill it down. It doesn't have to be too... It
1: difficult. doesn't have to be. And there's all different degrees of a putt reading from different skill sets. I yeah. mean, I'm thinking about my eight-year-old daughter. I know I talk about her a lot, but she's in a very beginning f- you know, phase of golf, which... A lot of you might be. So uh, the other day, I mean, I'm trying to help her read putts. I just lined up some balls. I said, I want you to stand and look at the putt from the side. First, tell me uphill or downhill. Right, right. Next, I want you to go behind the ball, right or left. Mm -hmm. And she still gets it wrong. Because yeah. at that age but you she's don't. She's getting a process. You don't know. I, I don't know, Dad. Right, but but that's kind of what I'm doing, and then all the way to the advanced or or advancing a little bit to us trying to do the three point reading, finding out which way the ball is going to turn at
0: the end, mm-hmm. uh, and identifying the speed and all that stuff. So, but uh, he, she's getting a process, and I think that's the most important that's thing key, yeah. because, ultimately. I think where we do ourselves a disservice as golfers in all areas of our game is when we do things differently time after time. I think we are, or we want consistency, mm-hmm. yet we approach the game inconsistently. Whether it be your pre-shot routine is different over different shots, right? Or the way you read the green is different depending on the putt. You know, some golfers will do a lot of green reading for some putts and none for another. They'll just mm-hmm. go up and tap. And if you look at the, the the tour pros, they'll use the same methodology for everything. And I think that that's what kind of leaks that consistency into your game because you're able to, to more so, you know, you're not hitting a moving target. You're doing it the same different approach and not introducing golf already has enough variables, Mm -hmm. you know, the weather, the lie, the speed of the greens that day, the type of grass. There's so many variables that make the game hard. When you start to put your own in, you only make it harder exactly you know so whatever the method is in here as long as you pick one stick with it and use it all the time
1: hey side note speaking of consistency and tour pros did you see that video i sent you last night on bryson yes swing? how it's incredible. incredible right every shot he's at 0.63 of a second at the top of his swing yep. and he's at 0.83 of a second at contact that, every single what's shot. so
0: wild we talked about episodes of rhythm and tempo <laughs> yeah so, i mean can you imagine to the 10th to the of a second, you know, he is, and this is what i talk talking about, consistency. It's such a good point that you bring it up because he takes that backswing and mm. they just measure it in the, in the hundredths of a second, yep. same spot at the back, same spot so at the back.
1: insane.
0: Absolutely wild. Um, we, of course, we've got some of our usual funny responses. Alex Group says, uh, Yes, he has a method. It's called misreading the green. <laughs> <laughs> of course. And uh, Digger Jones says, Grip it and rip it. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, I like that that's his philosophy on the green. On the green. On the green. I know. That's scary. I would imagine that's his philosophy <laughs> all the way through. Um, Adam Sutton says, I look for the grain and slope as others are putting and then line it up and try to putt. I try not to overthink it. I like that idea, yeah, too, of not yeah. overthinking. Mm-hmm. But that's one thing, too, that I've recently been trying to do more. And, and so many of us, uh, it's all about like a reading is all about gathering information. And then you execute on that information. And one huge information point that a lot of us don't really use is our playing partner's putts. Yes. And, and I've heard this. We heard this when we played with Brad Worthington a uh, great instructor in Pound Ridge. He said, what I always do is I watch the last three feet of my playing uh, partner's putts. No matter where they're putting, They, they might have, you know, sure, we say we got a great read off a guy because he's got the same line as us. But no matter where they're putting, he'll look at what that movement is around the cup. Because you're going to always have the most movement when that ball is slowing right. down around the cup. Mm-hmm. And he'll look at that and that'll give you a great read right around the cup of, of where it's going to break and what the slope is. So if you find that you're, tuned out while you're playing partners are putting tune in yeah, you know exactly. i know like a lot of us we've f- you know you know pl- you know fidd- fiddling around with our mark and all those types of things but it's a good time to just pause and just watch those other putts because if there are guys going ahead of you it's going to tell you a lot about the green right there <laughs> smart man um don't tune out don't tune out and let's see other ones we have and there's so many good ones you guys make sure you follow us like i said on twitter you can read all of the different responses that we have here um but Aim yeah. point I'm seeing come up quite a bit. Um, let's see. Mm-hmm. <laughs> JB says, mainly just a small prayer after I put. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> that it would be somewhat close. Because after three year, 30 years of playing, I still can't read greens. Yep. <laughs> it is tough. I mean, there's no one ever is going to say putting is easy.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, yeah. and I like this, this one. I don't know if you – did you do Ray Gorman here? No. Uh, he says, take notice of the contours on the approach or the tee shot. I mean, as I walk up, I look for finer contours. Mm-hmm. I only read it from one side, first from twice the distance, then the putting distance. Pick a line, get over the ball, and go. Second guessing is a three-putt almost every time.
0: Yeah, no, that's good advice. It is, and and that's an advice that we similarly got from uh, Gavin uh, from ShotScope, who is an incredible golfer. And We had the opportunity to play a lot of rounds with him when we were in Scotland, and I remember he would tell us his time after time. He goes, like, "I am reading the green from the moment I hit my approach shot." You yeah. know, a lot of us we are just in, an, we're just tuned out to green reading, and we don't turn it on until we land on the green i know and he's just Mm. saying no on my way up i'm looking for the general overlay slope so smart you know he's looking for things like um where where does the drain where's the drainage every Mm -hmm. every every, you know don't forget the design of a golf course every single green is designed to drain if it wasn't we'd be standing there in standing water it would destroy your greens yeah so whether that be that there are actual physical man-made drains or there's there's a you know a natural water element where it drains to all those things will give you a a you know, of course, you're going to need to read the nuances, but those will give you that big picture of like, where does this green break? Yeah. And like going
1: back and editing videos and seeing us go through these rounds, I mean, there's a lot of times where we've misread. Oh, 100 percent. And we were leaving strokes out there yeah. from a simple misread where now you're leaving it five to six feet for that second putt. It's like, oh, man. And, and I know I the wrong?
0: greens are and, and good course designers are will are. They do this to trick you and make it hard. They make it hard to read the greens. But ultimately, that is no doubt that's on us. And there are so many times that I know it. I'm kicking myself because I'm like, I just didn't give that the putt the attention it <laughs> deserved. Exactly, exactly. You know, and of course, in our case, too, we're often we're out there filming. A lot of times, a lot of our thought process will go into like camera placement and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It's hard to s- kind of split your time <laughs> between the two. Uh-huh. Uh, but admittedly, when I'm kicking myself, it's because you know what? I hindsight I'm like I just didn't give that thing the read that I wanted to give it yeah but anyway uh, thank you everybody for your responses Um, just great stuff and putting is stuff that we'll continue to talk about here on the podcast because it is just the way you score and you and I Mike I don't I don't consider either one of us great putters I think you're a little bit better with the reading than I am and I've got work to do but you know what ultimately it's it's part of the beauty of the game is that it just can't be mastered it's just it always just get out there man. and just keep keep working I, on it
1: I tell you man I am excellent from like 50 feet i am brutal from three feet
0: yeah and it tells you something exactly maybe those putts you're not giving the same attention bingo you know just not giving them the same read so. I get
1: more nervous because I know I need to make it, exactly. whereas there's no pressure on the long hey, one. Hey, pressure yeah. is a big
0: part of it, too. And pressure causes us sometimes to abbreviate, yeah, abbreviate what we're doing. All right, let's do a word from our sponsors, and let's talk about Sway.
1: Yeah, let's do it. So, foot, guys, FootJoy, obviously, we know this. They set the standard for golf shoe performance. And this year, in 2021, they launched the all-new Premier Series. Now, these shoes, they're beautiful. They're inspired by uh, golf shoes of the past but they've been supercharged for today's game. So they got that modern flair with that older design. Uh, they were designed in collaboration with the world's best players. I know yep. JT, Adam Scott, Max Homa, uh, Rafa. These guys, they all had their hand in this project. And the Premier Series features classic styling, like I said. But it also has that premium waterproof leather. Mm-hmm. You know, so you don't have to worry about messing up the leather in wet, soggy weather. Um, but what's key is throughout the whole thing, they exude craftsmanship. Um, state-of-the-art comfort performance i mean you walked 36 that day Mm -hmm. uh tobacco road shockingly
0: comfortable shockingly and you wouldn't think it looking at and it shockingly light for a shoe that looks like uh, such a nice leather shoe exactly it doesn't have that weight that i remember when i was younger like 20 something years ago you, you're wearing bricks and you your feet. feel like yeah, they're very heavy <laughs> this is just like you could just walk all day in
1: well it. this because it has that VersaTrax outsole and you know that's what makes these things so comfortable and you can walk on them even if you're taking a cart you know you got to walk to your ball you're out there on your feet all day so learn more about the premiere series you can check them out for yourself do yourself Favor, buy a pair, you'll love it. Footjoy dot com, uh, so definitely check those out. And I want to thank ShotScope guys. Uh, ShotScope, the all-in-one GPS stat tracking watch, uh, range finders, came out with a new feature. They did.
0: And this is one thing That I keep harping on Week after week Is that One of my favorite things About ShotScope Is there's no there's After you buy the device It is yours And you get to take advantage Of all the features That they roll out There are no uh, Monthly subscription fees You don't have to pay Extra for extra access You get ShotScope You have it all And they just They just don't rest They are always rolling out New things And so this new Amazing feature Make sure you guys If you have the ShotScope Update your app So that you can get this Um, But they had recently introduced strokes gained which is very important and you see them or pga tour statistics all the time it's important to kind of know your strokes gained Um, but even more importantly we all play this game at a different level so what they've introduced is new strokes gained benchmarking where you can see your strokes gain in relation to other golfers at similar playing abilities so, based on your handicap, you're going to see the strokes gained. Because so, it can be a little bit demoralizing. If you're a 15, 20 handicap and you see your strokes gained versus a PGA Tour player, you're not even in the same ballpark. And it right. can be a little bit uh, less information for you. Because it's just like, why am I... Com- it's like comparing... You I'm know, bringing
1: up my st- dashboard. Go ahead, sir. It's sorry. like
0: comparing uh, McDonald's to you know the best restaurants you can think of. It just <laughs> doesn't quite make sense. Right. you got to compare apples to apples. So... They've got these new benchmarking where you can compare your strokes gain directly to other players, and there are now hundreds of thousands of, of Shot Scope users. So there's so much data there, and that's the benefit of all sharing that data. But ultimately, you'll be able to see what are your strokes gain in relation to other players, and you can kind of start to work on leveling up and getting better. 100%. And yeah. do me
1: a favor. Throw that camera right here. I want to zoom in on this. I don't know if you could see this. I don't know if the camera's kind of picking that up. It's a little... Yeah, a little bit. It's a little, little bit. Out, yeah. But what I'm showing right now is you can have everything get stored. So you said it before, you know, like the ring cam, you can't save the videos unless you're part of the service. <laughs> right. Dude, you got everything. I can go back to twenty nineteen and I could see that 90 foot putt I made on Ely in Scotland back in it's June right of 2019. There. It
0: stores it all. Guys, check them out. Shotscope.com slash golficity. Yeah. Get in the game. And like I said, if you have it, update it so you can get the new features. That's it. They're free. They just keep rolling them out. All right. So let's talk about sliding and rotating. And this is something that is so common. And even if you don't have a dramatic slide. It might be something that's even just a little bit of it. Like we talked about with Mike's, we measured it at three inches of pelvic sway, which meant for a righty golfer like Mike, his pelvis, if you you measured it from the very center, let's say it's his belt buckle, is moving to the right away from that ball approximately three inches. Mm -hmm. And I think what gets a lot of golfers tripped up, ourselves included, is that we hear so much about weight shift and shifting your weight you know, and there is a degree of weight shift. However, what That often leads us down the wrong path, and we think about shifting our weight, and we start to move away from the ball. Now, our center of gravity, if you plotted your center of gravity, and we've seen this a lot, we did uh, recently, we had like the salted golf, and mm-hmm. we've, we've done it with um, swing cat, where it kind of plots your center of gravity moving around uh, as you swing, and the best players stay very, very centered. Um, so what you're doing is, you got to think of it a little bit more of a rotation than a a movement of that, that weight, that weight shift. I like to think of it more of a, of a rotation. And there's a lot of reasons for it. I think the first thing is understanding what problems that sway causes. Um, and one thing is first and foremost, something none of us want to do is, is lose speed, right? We don't, you know, we all want to have that swing speed and Ultimately, if you really look at like the physics of the golf swing, the, the speed comes from that rotation. And we wonder sometimes, we watch the PGA Tour, and some of the smallest guys, you know, I think like Zalatoris, mm-hmm. right? You know, I could probably pick him up. Yep. <laughs> and yep i'm not a big guy and he's he's, but he's just bombing the ball and his rotation is just incredible and then at that level of course you're getting into this next level of stuff of like upper and lower body separation in your rotation and you're really doing but it has nothing to do with with swaying back and forth they're rotating around their center the center balanced spot and they're rotating and being able to generate that power so while it may feel like a powerful move to like throw your weight to the right and then throw it to the left Mm -hmm. it's not nearly as powerful as what you can create with a real good rotation because you just feel that if you just stay in one spot cross your arms over your chest and rotate you can feel how much like energy you're building up. Oh, yeah. You can feel that torque that just wants to be released. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you just slide to the right, eh, I'm just standing here to the right. Right. You know, I don't feel so different, but here I, I feel it. So that's a big one. Well, it's got to pull you off balance immediately when you sway. Yeah, well, you are physically shifting your balance. And that's where you, when you are working with the pressure plates, you'll see that like too much weight going into the right foot.
1: Right. I mean, look at this photo here. I mean, if someone walked over to me, there's a photo of me, guys, by the way, in this article, in the show notes, standing side by side, one sway, one rotate. If you were to push me here on the slide, I'd fall over.
0: Yeah. You you're, push me here. I'm not. No, you're nice and stable and centered. And one thing that we're going to talk about is going to do a follow up on this. We're going to soon. We're going to do something, uh, an episode. Where we're going to talk about reverse spine. Yeah. If you look at that again, when you sway, when you push your hips to the right, you immediately put yourself in a position of reverse spine. Oh, I see. It. Which means your spine angle is pointing towards the target, which again is another thing. And, and I won't get into it too deep here because we're going to do an entire episode you on. Mean this. pointing
1: down towards the floor.
0: Yeah. Well, you're 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 starting to angle starting towards to angle. the target. Got it, got it, right? got it, got it. So, and then that's where we talked about like if you're trying to throw a medicine ball, that would not be a good position versus over here. Mm-hmm. So when you when you shift your hips to the right, if your shoulders don't move, it automatically makes that angle towards the target. And if that doesn't make sense, hang on. Make sure you're subscribed because we are going to do an entire episode on that. We've got some great visuals coming in, some videos we're going to be doing as well, including those gears. But what you one thing to kind of hang on to that we'll come back to is that reverse spine is one of the most, They talk about sway is a lot, but they work hand in hand. So it's ultimately also one of the most common issues for amateur golfers. And it's also one of the number one reasons why golfers uh, slice the ball. Yeah, Once you get into that reverse spine, it forces you to come out and over the top. We'll talk about that. Stay tuned for that. Right. But let's staying on real quick, staying on this sway. The other issue it can cause is that inconsistent, poor quality ball striking. And the reason largely is, and, and I remember Mike, Kevin Sprecker talking to us about this. Once your center of gravity is moving, and it, it depends on how dramatic it is. The more dramatic the sway, the more so the inconsistency of the ball striking. But as you move that away, think of it like this. You've now shifted your center of gravity to the right. That ball is, you know, where your swing, we talk about this before, where your swing bottoms out. That ball didn't move. Right. You set up on that ball, you were probably nice and balanced. Now, as you swayed, you need to, in that fraction of a second that it takes to swing the golf club, you need to sway your center of gravity back to that exact same spot mm-hmm. in order for your club to bottom out where you want it to bottom out, which is the bottom of the swing arc, which is where the ball is. That's no way to play golf. That's no way to play golf. So now, think about it. You're creating... A moving target. So now, versus the other way, if you were to be able to really kind of stay in your balance, stay in your posture, and just rotate, now you don't need to do whatever compensations it takes to get your body back to that same center of gravity because it's already there. Mm-hmm. But when you sway, and this is where are you mm-hmm. one of those guys? Says I sometimes I have a great round, sometimes I have a terrible round. Well, if you're swaying a lot, you're relying a lot on timing, and if your timing is off for that day. Yeah. You're not I think that's how I
1: play golf. I think because I sway. Some I think days you have
0: time. Some days I'm timed, and nice. Some days I'm not. Now you, you know, you've got the fortunate thing of not having a dramatic sway. Some yeah. people, like you, can just see it when, especially when like a new golfer takes up golf for the first time, you see this like really big sway where they're like, yeah, it brings you back, you like know, and this, yep. and Their their, sh- their hips are going all over the place. That can be very difficult to be any type of consistency. But no matter what, and this is where we try to we try to talk about stuff on the podcast here, where it's everyone can kind of learn something from it even the best golfers need to be reminded sometimes of just not swaying and just rotating. Mm -hmm. So that's a big one. And then another thing would be, ultimately, you don't get the trajectory you want because a sway can also lead to a lot of scooping of the ball. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then we talk about, the better ball striking is that nice downward for, you know, downward hit compression ball, then ground. And then you get, you know, you're able to use the physics of the club in the ball to make that ball really t- take off and sail rather than this kind of like scoopy floating subject to the elements type of shot. Right.
1: Right. Yeah. And I remember we were down in. um Where'd we go? I forgot what I think it was. Matt Decker. Mm hmm. He told me, he told yeah. us that quick drill with that brick wall. He was So you stand against the wall and you're, if your back pocket slides against the wall, you're doing it wrong, you want your right side pocket to turn and touch that wall. Yes. You know, if you could think about that. And I think about that over my swing. Right. You'll get that right
0: pocket on the wall. Exactly. It's a great drill. I mean, just literally just back yourself up against the wall. Think of, for a righty golfer, think of that right pocket. If that pocket slides laterally down the wall to the right, that's not what you want. Instead, you want that back pocket to slide down the wall to the, the left other way. as your as your hips turn. It causes that pocket to slide along the wall the other way. If it slides to the right, there's your slide. Think about it fine. It's a completely different direction. Yeah, one way the pocket was going right. right. One way pocket's going left. But where we get so <laughs> screwed up is that idea in our mind is that like, we need to to shift our weight to the right. Right. That's you know? it. That and is instead, it. this is like, it's more of a loading of that that you know that turn, but. Where a lot of this starts, and 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 one thing that's good to know is that most of this issue can be mitigated uh, in a spot in the swing that I think is the most controllable, mm-hmm. and that's the backswing. Mm-hmm. Because the backswing, you can take all the time in the world. You know what I mean? The downswing happens in a fraction of a second. But the the backswing, you can kind of... Do it a little more methodically. You can have a little bit more thought to it. And it's also something you can rehearse. And so many of us, we rehearse our swing, but we don't rehearse like our backswing, our takeaway, takeaway. So if you're swaying off the ball, there's a very good chance that a lot of that lateral hip shifting movement happens during the takeaway. A lot of us, as we start to take away the, the club, and we'll, we'll link to this in the show notes. There's a great graphic that we found on one of the websites, and we linked to it there, and you can go to golffissy.com episode 383, so you can see the, uh, the actual visuals on it. But a lot of it happens when we first start taking the ball away, we start moving our entire body away to the right so as the club starts going away we do where the whole body kind of just shifts to the right and that's where you see those hips sort of move to the right so if you can just focus on those first couple moments just even to where you're getting to that club to parallel right and think instead of just rotating think about those shoulders the shoulders rotating and the hips rotating rather than sliding and in our gears lesson mike um Dennis showed us this, mm-hmm. and he told you, Mike, the great part about this, you can do so much of this work at home. He's like, you don't even need a club. You don't need anything. He goes, just put your hands across your chest and just work on that first takeaway where those shoulders are rotating and those hips are rotating, not sliding, Exactly, I love sliding that off the mm-hmm. – and you can just keep rehearsing that and just keep practicing that. And some of the best improvements I've had in my own personal game – has been working on my takeaway. I worked on it a lot in my basement sessions over the winter, mm-hmm. just taking it away. And that's where, too, I, I couldn't really do a real full swing down there, but I could work on my takeaway. And that right there sets you up in that position because you may start off from a very nice, balanced, center-gravity position, and that takeaway is when it, where a lot of that goes out the window.
1: Yeah, and one of the things that keeps irking me, and, and Dennis said it, and like I, I almost couldn't sleep because mm-hmm. he said it. He goes... He goes, you're doing what 95% of golfers do, but most of them aren't doing it with your speed, which tells me like, darn, if I just fix this... Golf game like level like a million, yep. you know. So that's like good to know.
0: Hey, it's always good to know what you need. Exactly, to that's I know. for sure. But just do that. Practice that takeaway. Pay close attention to that first move. When you first move, are you rotating or are you sliding? And that's what's really going to show you that sway. It's going to uncover it there. And if and if you can get away from swaying in those first crucial moments, you're you're going to have a far less chance of swaying. You know, there still could be, once you get to the top, you could still sway a little bit, but most of the sway happens there. And if you can get to at least up up to club parallel, where now you've just rotated, you've taken dramatically away a lot of the chances of a lot of sway. And you just have that nice center of gravity that stays where it was at address. So just work on nailing that move. Yeah, And put some takeaway work in.
1: That's just it. And you know what? We didn't talk about this, but a lot of us might be limited in rotating. There's a lot of physical and flexibility and and fitness. And you might not be able to rotate because of your lack of flexibility and it's causing you to just bail out and sway. You know, and that's something that you might have to work on in the gym.
0: Yeah, it can be. And and all of us are going to rotate to a different degree. All of our bodies are different. But what I'm going to tell you is this you try to make up for a compensation of a sway. An ounce of rotation is worth a pound of swing, right? So even if you can't rotate, Mm. like these PGA Tour players and their their hips are so open, (laughs) their shoulders are like past 90, and you're like, how does he do that? Even if you can only do a fraction of that, just still rotating rather than swaying is still going to give you more power and more consistency, which is what we want.
1: And my Um, my quick tip, throwing throwing a medicine ball against the wall in a golf stance. Yes. Try it.
0: But when you do it, do it with that do it same with the form, right, spine angle, right? right? If you start to get to where like you're throwing a medicine ball and you're, you're, you're dramatically swaying, you're just teaching yeah. yourself the wrong thing. Try to throw a medicine ball with just rotation, rotation like that, yeah. rather than whoop, whoa. Like, right. You exactly. Know? Yep. And you'll see that you can create a lot more power with just a great mm-hmm. rotation. Um, the other thing too, is that uh, another thing, I don't think it's as strong of a cause is that takeaway moment, but another big thing is that a lot of us just rushing. Uh, our swing a little bit more. Uh, so one thing that you can kind of do is just give yourself enough time to fully finish that turn.
1: Okay. So
0: the, again, the backswing. You know, do you see different levels of? It. You see like a guy like Matsuyama who makes a complete pause, right? There, you can take your time with a with with that that backswing and let it develop. A lot of us, especially in a pressured situation, will rush it and kind of abbreviate our backswing. Um, if you can do that, if you can just put a little bit more time to just let it develop, you know, let it open like a fine wine. That's let, it. Let your 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 backswing just kind of like give it the time it takes to do a rotation rather than like sometimes abbreviating it can cause that a little bit of that slide or the sway. Um, and you can try something like counting, you know, even at the range, counting out loud, like one, two, three, four, whatever your count is, but maintaining that. And we talked about that in rhythm and, and you know, uh, tempo, but it, it can also lead to kind of getting away from that sweat yeah, interesting yeah um but remember speed and power it's produced in that downswing not the backswing so take all the time you need to get to the top in a balanced position if at any time you notice your your backswing and your takeaway is causing you to become off balanced because it's rushed it's too quick there's no race give it give it a little bit of time it's probably gonna feel a lot slower than it really is yeah because we're used to swinging the club so so fast it may feel like it's taking a day to get back there and then you watch it back on video and you realize it still happened in a fraction (laughs) of a second Uh you know but even just putting that perception in so just Focus on those two things. Focus on that nice, clean takeaway. Where it starts with the rotation of the shoulders uh, and the hips, and then secondarily, just letting like a fine wine, man. Let that, let that. Uh, what do you call it? That backswing just kind of develop and open up, and then you do a nice, smoother transition, and then now you can you can really drive the power through. That's it that's it Make that's it it, so easy. That's all it takes I love it that's all golf is easy guys that's all we have <laughs> to tell you this week <laughs> it's great look we try to explain it in a way that this simplifies it as much as possible that's always been our goal with the podcast that we're always telling you guys it takes work it's it definitely not easy. takes work. You got to put the work in, and you're going to go through times and slumps where maybe you forget about it, you get away from it. It's all about those reminders to get back to it. Yeah. Get back that's to it. it. All right. That's everything we have for you guys this week. Like I said earlier, you can get to the show notes by going to slash episode 383. This is a big one. So, like I said, more content to come around this. Stay tuned to city the golf the app, YouTube channel, wherever you consume our content. Because we do have some some great visuals on this, some work that we've done with coaches, and just hearing them talk is great reminders of a lot of what we spoke about here. Uh, so make sure you guys check that out, and we'll see everybody again next week.